Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into another Modcast. With, well, look at y'all. Y'all look good, man. Jeffrey Lee, Cole Pinkston. How y'all doing on this beautiful morning? Fantastic. Jeffrey's in the woods again. You just He's got the background. So yeah, you know, I brought my green screen. He's got a green screen in the woods. <laughs> and you're muted. Dude, I'll... For some reason, on this one, if I, I I don't know, it, it goes out and in. But anyways, opening day is tomorrow. Today is Friday, by the way. We, we're we're actually recording on Friday today. Uh, and Auburn's got New Mexico State in the morning. No, in the evening. No, three o'clock. Three o'clock, right? I think that's my least favorite time slot. It is. Honestly, it's not quite great. It, it kills. It kind of. Kills your morning and it kind of kills your night for us mm-hmm. that cover it because I'm right. there two hours beforehand. That's one, twelve. <clears throat> I mean, and then you're there till eight thirty. So yeah, the worst. I've gotten to where I kind of like an eleven o'clock game. Love right. eleven. O'clock I used to hate those. Now I love them mm-hmm. on, on this side of things because then you get to go home and and finish up what you're doing that day and watch a little football while you're working. Yeah, love it. All right, let's talk. Uh, we're we're going to hit on a little bit of basketball. We'll just kind of briefly talk about the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game. We'll talk about New Mexico State. We'll, we'll tease on some recruiting, but uh, we'll do all that good stuff today. But let's start with prize picks. Prize picks. You know, since we're recording on Friday this week, we're recording Friday morning for all you folks out there. Uh, we've actually got some some projections this hey. week. Uh, not Auburn-related. But uh, projections, nonetheless, we'll get to those in just a minute. want to say, uh, if you're not familiar with prize picks, it's a skill-based fantasy game and a lot of fun to do, man. Uh, prize picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money. Uh, you just have to select two or more players, pick more or less of the projected stats, and place your entry. So, let's see. Uh, and the best thing about this, man, they, they partner with us. If you use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. Yes, I hit my mic. Probably didn't didn't mute. No, <laughs> no, <Nope>, you're good. <laughs> War Eagle, all caps, one word. They will match up to a hundred dollars to your first deposit. So if you deposit a hundred bucks, Prospects will give you a hundred bucks. If you deposit fifty, Prospects will deposit fifty. Uh, use that promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. For folks in Alabama and some other states, man, you're gonna have to use the uh, the combo blocks, which is just a uh, two. It's a combined. It's like you know, Cole Pinkston and Jeffrey Lee will say uh, five and a half times instead of just Jeffrey Lee. So uh, there you go. There's one. Yeah, take the over. <laughs> uh, if you pick two to six players, if they go more or less in the prospects projection, you, you can win up to 25 times your money. They've got NHL, NBA, baseball, college football. Hell, I think they even got racing on here, dude. <clears throat> so you can play every day, all week long, make your projections more or less, and you can win up to 25 times your money, and you can uh, – uh, Figure it out all on prospects. Go to that app, download it, use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word, and they will match that first hundred dollar deposit. I was looking at some of the uh, projections 
I'm a, I'm more of a quarterback guy myself. So we'll, we'll, uh, let's say they got Carson Beck, Phoenix. Is it Phoenix or Penix? Penix. Penix. That's what I said. Joe Milton, DJ. DJ. You good? DJ, you? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Leo Longoria. Like I always yeah. thought like, yeah. like look look in town, Jeffrey. We oh, yeah. Ungla, Yala. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always look at Bo Nix. I figure I know m- more about him than anybody. So, Bo Nix. Who's Alan Bowman? Arizona State? Uh, never heard of him. Oh, Oklahoma them. State. I haven't watched them either this year. 562 combined passing yards, 562 and a half. Uh, Graham Mertz and Spencer Radler. There's a couple of SEC folks. Braden, Brady Cook, Devin Leary, 496 and a half. So, Missouri's got Florida this weekend. Kentucky has South Carolina. A couple of good games there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Florida's got Graham Mertz and Spencer Rattler. So, the, yeah, the the two opposing quarterbacks. Graham Mertz, Spencer Rattler, or Brady Cook, Devin Leary. Which combo throws passes for more yards in those games? Graham Mertz, mm-hmm. Florida, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. So, those two are teamed up. And then on the other side, you got Brady Cook and Devin Leary. Definitely Mertz and Rattler. I, I was going to say their projection is five oh nine and a half, and Brady Cook and Devin Leary are, are four ninety six and a half. So they're projected by about thirteen yards. Mertz and Rattler. I, I, I'm I'm really curious for recruiting sake to see if Florida, yeah, is going down. to lose. Was it Missouri? Yeah, they got Missouri. They play at Missouri, which, at Missouri. and they're saying Missouri. Bad recruiting week for Florida. Yes. Have y'all seen uh, Florida's non-conference schedule for next season? By, no. by chance, it no. is Miami. Nice. Florida State, of course, that's their rival. Right. UCF. Ooh. And Gainesville. Uh, I can't one? remember. They didn't they play a couple years ago, or am I imagining that? No. Oh. Maybe. Maybe in a bowl. No. I don't know. No, but their their schedule next year is it does not get any better. There's no doubt. Let's see, Florida State and Texas. They have Texas too in their new and their SEC new schedule. Yeah. It's gonna be weird about divisions. It's gonna be very hard to get used to. Strange enough, that is gonna be their last game of the season at Texas. UCF is at home in Gainesville. Man, they've got a brutal schedule next wow, year. They play Miami, Florida State, and UCF. That's Here you go. Miami, UCF, Georgia, Florida State, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas. One cupcake, Sanford. Sanford is the one, yeah. That's a hell of a schedule. That's crazy, isn't it? Holy shit. Do you, what think, is it, do you think it'll be a first-year coach's schedule? <laughs> if they lose to Missouri and their class falls apart, which it's currently doing. They might not go bowling. They lose to Florida State, Missouri. They're five wins, and and, and they're probably dogs in both of those, right? At, for sure, for sure. Hmm. I don't know the temperature down there. I mean, I see some of the criticisms of him. But I yeah. don't know how hot it. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like we're firing him already hot, or if it's like you got like maybe four or five games next season. To, to well, this is uh, just another example of hey, recruiting can save you because yeah. he, his recruiting looks good. I mean, they've lost a couple here, but. Their class is strong, man. I think it's still top five. Yeah, yeah, at least top ten. So they have a really strong class. I mean, 
he did pretty well in the portal. Graham Mertz is not bad, actually. I'm about to say that. He's not bad. Yeah, you're right. They just, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see what he does with another year, personally. Florida's number five right now, and that, that's including having lost five-star to Georgia and somebody else. I think there were, th- oh, well, hell, Jamonte Waller commit, uh, flipped to Auburn. There were three they lost last week, yeah. and they're still at number five. That's pretty good. Is this Napier's second or third year? I think it's year two. Man, he's going to get another one. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, you feel like Top did you team. realize that Auburn opens the season next year with California? At Where? Home? Oh, it's certainly not in California. I, I just didn't know it was the opener. I knew they played them. I think they start. I think it's the same thing. Is it like three non-conference again to start off, or do they have a an SEC slipped in there early? Starting off with Cal, New Mexico State, although it doesn't say state, and ULM. Yeah. It's just New Mexico. Dude, Auburn's playing at Alabama in week four? What? No, this is not right. Yeah, that, no, that, that hadn't been decided. The only, okay. only, only opponents have been not, not – Okay. Here's, their, here, here, here's Auburn's 2024 opponents. Cal, New Mexico State, ULM, uh, Bama, Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, Vandy, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, in comparison to the Florida schedule, Arkansas, Vandy, Kentucky, Missouri, you like that better than what they got. Not saying those are wins, but you like it better. One, two, yeah. three. And Oklahoma's and Auburn. Four. Yeah, well, uh, this, how is the – I guess because they're working out the, the kinks and all the new conferences and whatnot. TBA, that's weird to see on a schedule. Alabama yeah, wins. trying to figure out, you know, how to keep the Iron Bowl at the end. Does, does A&M and Texas, do they play at the end? Does, like, they're trying to figure so out. Never, so I take back what I said. Florida does not play Texas last. I was not looking at the date. <laughs> right, there you go. Okay. That would have been odd. Yeah. 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 It's always going to be Florida State. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, well, go check out Prize Picks, $100 match. War Eagle, all caps. Use that promo code, and you'll get 100 bucks for free if you deposit 100 bucks. Let's do it. Zach says that Alabama, just since, since we're doing this, has a non-conference against Wisconsin. Ooh. They have Georgia, Auburn, of course. LSU, these are at LSU, at Oklahoma, at Wisconsin, at Tennessee. Oh. So, not a cakewalk well, this, there. This new scheduling is, is going to make things a lot more interesting, the regular season at least. Yes. And you got a 12-team playoff coming. Which this would be the year to have that. Oh, yeah, really. Because you've got more than four that, that probably should be in there. Yes, uh, 100%. More than four. Year to have it this year. But if you're if you're a proponent of the 12 team, that's also good because you now you can say, see, it's a good idea. You know, it's a good yeah. time for it. A lot of parity, a lot of parity happening. You can see it sort of rising up. Georgia, Bama, there's still some, some heavyweights, but a few more teams are rising up because of the transfer portal. You'll see a few more contenders on an annual basis, I think. I was looking back at my notes from last week uh, from our podcast. Jay, Lee, Jay Lee's losers are now 3-0. <laughs> nice. Just saying. I'll give, you, I'll give you the fourth lot at the end of the show. Nice. That's a good tease. That is a good tease. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's talk about uh, – let's talk a little over real quick, just because I'll forget if we don't um, – Quick little basketball plug. Auburn beat Notre Dame 83-59 in Brooklyn on Thursday night. 
Notre Dame's terrible. Sorry, I mean they just are. They're young, but they're bad. Auburn did what they should have done. Um, good game from Aiden Holloway. Good game from Janai Broom, Jalen Williams. A bunch of dudes scored. Um, Trey Donaldson on a venture. Yeah, Trey had a good game off the bench. Yeah, he's good. Um, Trey and Aiden combined for 25 points, 10 assists, and two turnovers. Awesome, awesome night from the point guards there. St. Bonaventure on Friday night for the Legends Classic Championship, something Auburn won in 2019. So we'll try to win that again. St. Bonaventure, not bad. They're, they're, they're certainly better than Notre Dame. It's a game Auburn should win, but a lot more competitive than what we saw on, uh, on Thursday night. Notre Dame's picked last in the ACC. They're just, they're just, they're just not going to be very good this year, but Auburn beat the brakes off of them, which is what you're supposed to do. So Justin, you are the basketball guy. I have a question. It might be a dumb one. Um, no dumb questions. What are they saying? No dumb questions. Just dumb people that ask questions. Oh, okay. All right. I, I hear you. <laughs> you never heard that going up? <laughs> in the face. In the face. Like, Damn, hey, I when it comes know. to basketball, I am pretty dumb, actually. So, um, no. So these little tournaments like this, I know they count to your record, obviously. How much do these little tournaments get looked at when you're looking at the t- the, the big tournament and seeding? I mean, do they take into account that this was a tournament, it's not that big of a deal, or is it still a win, a win, you know, a win's a win if it's the, a good? I would say that the tournament, the tournament doesn't matter. It's neutral. It's neutral floor matters, and then, of course, who you're playing matters. So you, it could be a, you know, like Indiana, that's not a, that's sort of a one-game thing. It matters more that it's neutral floor, and then it matters the, the RPI of the team. So you get a bunch of neutral. So they matter. If you get some neutral non-conference wins, that's good. But it needs to be against, you know, bubble type teams. Notre Dame won't be that. St. Bonaventure yeah. maybe. Indiana will be. Indiana's a team that could make the tournament in Atlanta. That like that. That's a good one. So they're good. They're neutral site games, and you play them, and you hope when you schedule them, you you, you say, well, okay, Notre Dame maybe not, maybe they're not good, but maybe St. Bonaventure or Oklahoma State is 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 not bad. Um, and so that's you schedule in advance, and you're hoping that on some of these neutral site games that a couple of these teams are bubble type teams. Gotcha. So by the end of the year, you can go, hey, you know, somebody's got a top 65 RPI, and you played them on neutral. That's that's not bad. That's a good, that's a good deal. I'll tell you, man, I, I like watching this basketball team. It's fun. But granted, I didn't plant myself in front of the TV last night. It was on while I was making calls and stuff. But I'm watching. I watched probably 60 percent of it, and they're a lot of fun. You know, maybe it was because Notre Dame sucks and they were having their way with them, but it was a lot of fun, man. I, I, I like this team. I like the new additions. I like the portal, portal additions. I like, I like, uh, I like watching them. And it's, it, it, I'm gonna. It makes me want to watch them uh, even more. I, I have a lot of fun watching them. I think it's so. They're good football. I mean, a good basketball team. <laughs> Don't I mean? Aren't they pretty good? They're good offensively. They're obviously a lot better. They scored yes. 80, 80 yeah. plus in, in the first three games. No the last time they did that was was Jabari's team, 80-plus in three games. So they clearly can score. And they scored 83 last night, and your, 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 both your two guards, KD and Denver, only made two combined shots. So oh, your, wow. Your, your, your number two position, your shooting guard position, um, contributed just a few points between two guys, and you still scored 83. So there's a lot of weapons. Ten different guys scored. Yes. Eight different Very guys deep. scored six plus. There's just a lot of guys that can get you a bucket. Um, Bruce said after the game, 71 is kind of their number defensively. So if they can hold a team to 71, maybe 73, they feel good about winning a bunch of games because they think they can 
that can top that offensively. They're you know, last there. year was just so frustrating. For a guy, when I watch basketball, I want to be entertained. I don't want to be frustrated and annoyed. And that team last year, they couldn't shoot. Um, it was it was just frustrating to watch. And I know Bruce was probably more frustrated than anybody, but this team seems like they can shoot. Um, you know, I, when I see Trey Donaldson, I see the uh, I see the safety <laughs> recruit. You know, he yeah. signed and was he, he was going to play both sports. Yeah. And I was very surprised when he chose basketball. But I remember after he signed, I was running into Bruce, and he was like, "No, nah, dude, this kid's a basketball player." I said, "Okay." And he's—I well, I like him coming off the bench. To me, he fits Bruce's style a lot better than Wendell Green did as a point guard. Because, and it, <clears throat> again, I don't study it like you know you do, Justin. But from, I guess, from an outsider's standpoint it just looks like I, I feel like Bruce Pearl needs a guy that is like a bull as a driver and Jared Harper as small as he was that's what he was and he could finish at the rim Trey Donaldson he can do that but he can also shoot a little bit and I didn't realize that yeah, I know good. he had that big game in the tournament last year or whatever but you know he, he looks good man he's a score I saw him drop some panties last night <laughs> he played well yeah he played well off the bench and he, if he if he does that you know, I think things were trending towards Aiden being the guy. Like, I think point guard minutes <clears throat> would probably be 70-30 Aiden um, as this thing goes on. But if Trey plays like that, yeah, things will swing back more towards 60-40. Um, and, and it'll be more of a Aiden and Trey show and not Aiden and then Trey a little bit. Trey, if Trey comes off the bench and gives you 10 points and five assists and doesn't turn the ball over, um, it'll – He's gonna get he's gonna get more minutes than um, than you would think. He he played really well. He's just tough. Bruce wants kids that are tough, and Trey's yep. got some some, some toughness. That's it. He can jump. He can rebound. Auburn's pretty good defensively when he's in there, and he's got some toughness. Aiden is just and Aiden, Wendell Green. Was... You bring in Aiden who can shoot. Trey's shooting a little bit more. Denver can shoot. Chad Baker can knock him down. There's just a little more. A few more weapons there, shooting the basketball from the outside. I think Auburn's shooting forty percent from three through the first three games. That's top good. thirty nationally. It's top thirty nationally, and I bet you if I went back and looked last year, they were probably mm. well, well under two fifty nationally. I, and I'm not saying Wendell Green wasn't a good driver and a good scorer. He was. Uh, I just think there's a toughness factor, like you just said. I think that's the word that that Donaldson brings that Jared Harper also had. And he's bigger. Wendell Wendell was just small. Wendell would drive and take a beating, but he was just really small, and he had yeah. and he had limitations that way. And to be honest, he was a little selfish at times, and, yeah. and that's the truth too. I will not argue. That's the truth. <laughs> can Can Holloway play the two at all? I just I haven't seen that. You won't yeah. see that much. If anything, Trey would play the two if if they brought them both in. I mean, I, I guess it could go both ways, but Aiden's pretty much going to be your your point guard. I mean, last night again, Aiden. When he's in there, I think I think for the game Auburn was like plus twenty one when he was in there, and sometimes that can be a misleading stat. But every game he's been in there so far this year, they are just wildly better. It's good, like for instance, Trey Donaldson, really good game, but Auburn was only plus three as a team when he was in there. I was going to say twenty one was the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, a twenty four. Twenty four. So there you go. Aiden was twenty one, and Trey was three of them. Yeah, at one point Aiden was Aiden had played 17 minutes and Auburn was plus 19 when he was yeah. in, the game, in those 17 minutes. He's just 
He just he just makes them he just makes them better. Jalen was really good defensively. They were a lot better in the second half. That's something they struggled with in the first two games. They they did better defensively. So uh, good game. We'll see how they do against Saint Bonaventure, who's a little bit better competition. A tick up, probably probably better than certainly better Notre Dame. Probably better in southeastern Louisiana too. So I think it'll be a good little neutral floor. And Bruce said it like if you're Saint Bonaventure, you're going. We beat Auburn. We don't have many opportunities if you're St. Bonaventure in, in their schedule. We beat Auburn. That's one we're going to hang our hat on if we're trying to make the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So um, Auburn needs to come to play in that one. Um, all right, let's talk some football. What did Zach say the line was? What is the line now on this thing? 25 and a half. With an over under. Is it a trap? I mean, eight and three. Yes. They've won six in a row. Quarterback's really athletic. They haven't played anybody. How do you sort of factor all of those things in? Speaking of quarterback, I've heard conflicting reports. Is he playing? Do we know Diego Pavia, I think is his name? Uh, Diego Pavia? I haven't seen him. Where did you? Yeah, I don't know. I ran across something. official. I haven't either. Um, but there was talk that he could be out. I, I'm not sure. But that guy, <clears throat> he's probably. I haven't heard anything official yet. He's probably one of the top, you know, top five, maybe even higher than that. Play playmaking quarterbacks in group of five out there. I mean, if he hit the portal, which I don't, I think he's a senior. He's been there for a long time. You know, he'd be an interesting guy because he's really good. Um, I've watched him a few times. Excellent player. So Hmm. he he um, he brings problems. Yeah, I think their coach said he was iffy, or he he practiced a little bit earlier in the week. So you know. It'll be interesting to see if he plays. Mm-hmm. They're 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 already in their conference their conference USA uh, championship game. So do you rest him? You know, if you're them, you're like, well, look, I mean, we're probably not going to beat Auburn, but let's win the CUSA championship. Or do you mm-hmm. play it? I'm mm-hmm. he trots out there. If he practiced some earlier in the week, he probably trots out there. Yeah, he's probably he's athletic. Play. If he's not 100, percent that that's a big deal. Give him a go in the first half, see what happens, and then yank him if you're down by 30. For yeah. for those of you who have not watched Diego Pavia, this is the kind of guy that gets hit almost every single play because he lays his body out there on the line, and he's hurt all the time. What what I mean by that is it looks like he's limping or he's, like, messed up his shoulder on a play, and he just keeps going. Mm. Uh, he does this in every game I've ever watched him in. I watched the whole UMass-New Mexico State game, which was week zero. I just want to see, you know, Auburn was going to play both those teams. And uh, UMass beat them, which is kind of wild. But he was crazy good in that game, and he's been good in other games that I've watched highlights of. UMass yeah. beat New Mexico State first week, well, week zero of the season, yeah. Yeah, forty-one thirty, I think. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It is because UMass is not very good. New Mexico State has turned it around, and had a, is having a good year. So I would imagine <laughs> if they played that again, they'd probably go differently. You know, this one is one of those games. Whereas, to me, it's up to Auburn. You know, it doesn't matter what New Mexico State does, even if they play their best game. If Auburn does what they're supposed oh, yeah. to do, you know, it's a 30-point it's a win. But can Auburn – they finally put it all together for the first time all year last week. You know, was that an anomaly? Was this a Weird. trap game, like Justin said? Are you looking ahead to Bama? It makes you question things when you watch a Florida team. We were talking about Florida earlier. Arkansas beats Florida the week before Auburn plays Arkansas yeah. and beats them like a drum. And then Florida goes almost toe-to-toe with LSU. LSU pulls away, but, I mean, they had a really 
competitive game going on there for a little while, and you're like, what? How does that happen? And that's impossible to predict. So who's more impossible to predict? Is it Florida or is it Auburn? That's the question right now. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, Auburn, that LSU, Auburn, that LSU game is really the anomaly on Auburn's schedule right now. That's the one that just didn't. Yeah. As good as LSU is, Auburn had no business losing about 30. No, uh, I don't think so. Especially not getting down so quick like they did. That was the problem. Yeah, they got off the horrendous start. Well, you know, if you look back, Auburn's last two games were on the road. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt and Arkansas looked decent against Vanderbilt. You start, you kind of started seeing them kind of put it all together, and then against Arkansas, it all came together. It makes you forget how bad they were early in the season on the road. It was bad. Oh yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was. It was rough. You're right. That <laughs> game at Cal, I'll never forget that game. It was the worst offense of what since 2012. Yeah, Cal and A&M were, were pretty pitiful. A&M, Offens- right. Offensively, we're pretty, we're pretty pitiful. But somehow they beat Cal. And it goes to Coles. You know, you freeze had a formula, man. He didn't give a shit how bad they were going to look. He was going to find <laughs> a way to win. And yeah. he used the same formula A&M. A&M was just better than Cal. I thought you- Freeze's comments were interesting um, after the Arkansas game where he said that he wished he'd have put his foot down earlier. <laughs> Regarding the offense, I'm not exactly sure what he means by that, but um, it, it, it's like it kind of goes back to so much of what we talked about. And a lot of people, a lot of people were watching this and going, what are we doing? Why are we rotating quarterbacks? What, what's what's going on on offense? And it was it's just interesting that the coaching staff maybe didn't didn't see some of the issues it was causing. They really tried to like fit a square peg and a round hole, it feels like, for a few games. Do you think they were trying not to lose instead of trying to win? And it felt like that. You could, yeah. you could look at a lot of what Hugh Freeze said and read mm-hmm. a lot into that, whether it's shortening the game or protecting the defense. or There's a lot of things he said, the talent gap. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he said that certainly you could then point to some of those game plans and go, was he trying to be really conservative? Was he Was he – underestimating the potential of his offense was he was he maybe overestimating the potential impact on his defense maybe not giving his defense quite enough credit and you you had some weird performances in the beginning. I mean you look at the way the defense is playing now I would put confidence in them I wouldn't go out trying to protect them I'd say we're going to play and I have faith that that they're going to hang they're going to hang in there in the beginning of the season it wasn't it was a lot of trying to protect the defense and shorten the game and um Rotate the quarterbacks and try to. You know, Robbie was getting those packages, packages to to run the ball. Try to figure out what different ways to run the ball and shorten the game. Now I think the, I think it's a completely different strategy with the team. It's like a different team and a different strategy right now. I I think it was strategic, I, and that's just my opinion. Um, a lot of people were probably you know banging on the keyboard like, dude, no, he he didn't have a big picture the whole time. Maybe he didn't. My but, you know, Jeffrey, you and I covering recruiting, we know where his mind's been all mm-hmm. year. Okay? Justin, you too. You know where his mind's been. He's on recruiting, man, all the time to the point where he, he relocated a guy on staff to his, you know, uh, Wesley McGriff is now helping him take some load off of, of the recruiting 
because it's like I gotta have a hand in football. Okay. Um, I think the strategy was, hey, if we have any injuries on defense, we're done, son, and we're gonna lose some of these games at the end of the year when it matters the most. When I'm trying to make pitches to these guys, mm. so they gotta be good and fresh when we get to those games that we can win. I know we can beat Arkansas. I know we can beat Vandy. I don't think we can beat Georgia. We're going to give them a good shot with a game plan that keeps us safe going to the end of the season. That's that's how I've been tracking it lately. And that may be totally off. I don't know. That's mm. just my opinion. I think that, that sounds good to me, man. And it's almost, okay, so when they played Georgia so close, could have beat them, should have beat them maybe. He had that play not to lose mentality, that game plan, right? Well, now that here we are at the end of the season with Alabama, do you – do you take that foot off? Do you keep the foot off the brake and go, hey, man, I just don't know if Auburn can go toe-to-toe with him scoring. It'll be, we'll talk about that more next week, but it'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what uh, what Hugh does next week against Bama. Does he shorten the game? Does he go um, hurry up tempo against Bama? Does he lay it all on the line? It's going to be a lot of recruits there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, like you said, Justin, uh, when you look down the sideline, you just see people just standing there, and it's like you can't even see the white of the paint on the sideline because so many people are standing there, and you're like. Yeah. That was always an indicator. Even before I started doing this, growing up, you could just, if you saw that amount of people on the sideline, big game. Big game. That's all you needed to see. Mm. It'll look like that next it, Saturday. It's gonna look like you uh, knocked over an ant bed. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned New Mexico State. Is there? I mean, I agree with you, Jeffrey. It's it's an Auburn game. This is one of those games that Auburn needs to take care of business. I I don't really see a scenario where Auburn loses. It's not. I don't think it's that level of trap game because I think the defense is good enough that um, New Mexico State's offense is 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 good. I think Auburn's defense will play well. Um, I think I think the key to this game is just to continue the the momentum, the confidence. I think the w- worst thing mm-hmm. to happen would be you win, but you but Peyton goes throws two picks and something's just off on offense, and it looks like you kind of just trotted out there and didn't take it as seriously as you should. That'd probably be the worst thing. Doesn't mean you can't come back against Alabama. If you right. were looking ahead, I guess you could go out there and perform well, but you just don't want to lose. The momentum of three of three wins in a row. You want to try to take care of business, show some maturity, you know, show the growth, go win this game, you know, 41 to 10, 41 14, not get anybody hurt. That's probably a big one too. And roll into that, roll into the Iron Bowl. Just keep the momentum going. Completely agree, dude. You don't want to go out there, go through the motions and, and, and win 24 to 10. I think Liberty beat them 33-17. That's probably their toughest game they've had all year. Yeah, Liberty's good. So, yeah, yeah. that's actually not a terrible score for, you know, a New Mexico State. The thing about New Mexico State is, yes, you should beat them, and you should probably beat them by 25 points, which is the spread. Uh, But... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. They're better than you want them to be. Yeah. They're a lot better than you want them to be at this point in the season. Yeah. Justin, when you said trap game, yeah, it's not a it's not a trap game. Auburn lose if, if Auburn loses this, then it's, it's inexplicable. Yeah, trap game is like like I said, go out there, go through the motions, and you win twenty seven thirteen. You know, you, you just it was it's not pretty, and you somehow beat them by two touchdowns because you're just so much better than them. Um, New Mexico State's best game and Auburn's worst game, I still think Auburn wins by two touchdowns. I just yeah. I, that's to me that's the trap. That's the worst that you're going to fall into. Yeah, at least I would hope. And there's two things that you just don't see New Mexico State being able to stop or or attack. Basically, you're, they're not going to just run on them all day. I don't think. I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, they'll hit some plays. Don't don't worry. They'll hit a few plays. They're good enough to do that. And then Auburn's run game. Nobody stopped Auburn's run game all year, and, and they're not going to be the ones to do it, I don't believe. Get Jarquez 10 carries. Damari yeah. 10 carries. Jeremiah Cobb 8 carries. Bati. Bati 7, 8 carries. <laughs> that guy's the man, yes. I'm telling you. Yes. You, it's, you just like, can you get him involved somehow? I know Hunter's got to have his carries, and you don't want to take that away right now. He's hot. Gosh, he's good. And so is Austin. I was going to say, who's your second best running back? It's one of those two. I mean, it could be Cobb before it's over with. I I know it. Which of those three are your number two running backs? I I think you have a running back room with four guys that could go maybe not every single school, you know, maybe not Ohio State, Georgia, some of these, but pretty much any Division I school, Power 5 school, and go be a starter or get some serious carries. But you know? he's good. Jeremiah Cobb's great. I'm really Alex confident in my uh, preseason pick for running back being number one position on the team. Yeah, they've all been they've all been good. And you need a big game from Hunter. I think he's at seven forty five rushing for the year, even after not playing the opener and having just a terrible, terribly slow start. I'm gonna have to go back, but I mean, it was even after once he started playing, it was thirty yards, forty yards. But he just wasn't really finding his groove. Was his first game back at Cal? Yes. I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was. He had like, you know, 30 yards on, you know, 14, 15 carries or something. It was it was like, who is that dude? Like, is that Eric Ramsey? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't look at 27 and not think of Eric Ramsey. Here's, here's Shark was this season. Didn't play against UMass. 53 yards against Cal. 57 okay. yards against Sanford. 
53 yards against A&M, 59 yards against Georgia, 16 yards against LSU. Jeez. And then he caught on at Ole Miss, and now he's when he went 91 and then 144, 183, 109, and now he's at 745. And if he can go out and have 100 yards or so, get to 845, 850, he's got Bam in a bowl game to hit 1,000 yards. It's something he could do, which is crazy considering how the first half of his season went. You know, following recruiting, running back recruiting, especially Jamari and Burnett, no longer, no longer committed to Auburn. And I'm not convinced they're going to take one. So Jarquez Hunter coming back or not, it's going to be kind of a postseason storyline, I would imagine. Yeah. And I think just by going off of their actions, it's like uh, they almost expect him to, but you never know with these guys, right? Like some some people leave, and it's obviously it's obvious that they shouldn't. But they're making decisions based off of maybe not on the field. I don't know what's going on with Jarquez. He, he he may come back. I think that's the hope. Uh, but it's definitely going to be something. Away. So you look at the past four games and you go, okay, now he. I, I see why he might be in the discussion. Of course, we entered the season knowing that he could possibly leave after this season because he was that good last year. And then you watch the first half of this season, you go, where the hell is he going to go? What XFL? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I had a really good joke, but I can't if, say it. If you're a running back recruit, <laughs> I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Take a chat, Justin. I don't even have to see it. I know. I know that's exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it, if you're a running back recruit, right, and you're considering Auburn, okay, I, I you know. There's all these factors, but if you're if you're into being talked about, if you're into being um, the man, the running back at Auburn is the man. Okay, mm. going into the season, what was our storyline? What was the number Clearly. one storyline? Clearly, Clearly. West Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. somebody on the corner was like, "I love it when y'all talk about the private chat." Like, I love inside jokes. That's a lot of fun for us. Maybe one day I could be a part of one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hilarious. We should do a whole, whole, a whole, a whole uh, podcast where we just we just reference the chat and just laugh. Shenanigans. Yeah. Zach, yeah, he dropped some bombs in there, man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's my point. He, he was the he was the storyline before the season. He's the storyline now, and, and he may not even be like a high round draft pick. You know, I don't even know if he's that guy. I think Zach said he's the number 22 running back in the draft class, some, somewhere around there. And that's, just, that's pretty – that's up there. Well, really, I, I mean, how many running backs go in the top Ooh. three rounds now? It's well, not a – Yeah, they're, 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 they're valued left for sure. So why not go to a place in college where you are – you are, I mean, you know, you're valued so high by the fan base. And, you know, people used to leave after their junior years, like what I was talking about, but that was before NIL. Yeah, he's going to make some money next year. Um, yeah, OCB is going to make sure of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I think the hope. Yeah, I think the hope in they're cautiously optimistic, unless something crazy happens, that he's going to be back. I think you're going to be have a, have the same running back room, and and they'll shoot for the stars in this class with the David Easy Omume, yeah. uh, the Clemson commit. And if they get him, great. And if they don't, and so what? Yeah, well, they're in the same position next year as they are now. 
and then you sign Alvin Henderson or some two two great running backs next year in the class, and you've got right. you've got Demari Austin, uh, you've got Jeremiah Cobb, Batie. Yeah, you get them all back. The, um, <clears throat> I think the most fascinating question is going to be since we're talking about Hunter and sort of his future, is going to be that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Peyton now is playing better, and you're seeing what he's capable of in this offense, which is some good stuff. That's going to be the fascinating thing of the offseason is uh, what they do there. I still think they go get another portal quarterback no matter what Peyton Thorne does. Me too, yep. 100%. And, and that's fine. It could just make for a really, really competitive. If they go land a dude, man, that spring could be good. Be fun with that dude and Peyton being the, you know. And then we'll see what Gurner does. We'll see what, you know, Robbie does. But, you know, Gurner could stay and Hugh, Hugh talks highly of him. Mm. Uh, but that spring could be one of the best quarterback battles in the spring if they, if they go land a dude, if they go land a guy. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a fun yeah. offseason. Hey, you know, I was thinking this um, yesterday. When Dylan Wade committed to Auburn, Jeffrey, from mm-hmm. the portal, yeah, I was at a Christmas party. Right? I was not aware of that. So that means it's coming real fast. I mean, we're getting ready to get some portal additions probably soon if the timeline is similar to last year. Man, what is the window? Is December – is there only a week in December, I think, now? Yeah. But that's a week oh. to enter, and then after you've entered. Uh, I think it's the – is it the 4th through January 2nd? Did I have that right? Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. there's only one window now. A week it's, is the early signing period. I'm sorry. There should be a 30-day. There's a 30 – but don't forget all these – Coaching changes, they get 30 days after their coach leaves to decide, right? Say that again? So, like, A&M doesn't have a head coach from the day they fire their coach. They get 30 right. days to to freely enter the portal. Yeah, how those overlap? And is it, yeah, does it extend it? Yeah. Um, I'd hate to be in charge of that. God. Oh, it's a mess. But, I, yeah, I'm sure Jeffrey's looking up. I thought it was maybe December 4th to January 2nd. Some kind of 30-day window there, and then you have your 15-day in the spring. And then basketball was cut down because basketball had like a 60-day spring window. And I think that got cut down to like 45. So I think they're both 45. We'll see but what the day it's was. It's, it's freaking hard. Dude, I will text. I'm sure, Jeffrey, I'm sure you all do the same. I'll ask people that are in the program, like that are that work for the basketball or football, because I'll forget. Like, hey, what's the portal window again? You know, And they're like, I think it's da-da-da. Like even they, even even for them, it's it's a lot to keep track of these days. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, new transfer windows for FBS and FCS will include a 30-day window beginning the Monday after the FBS conference championship game. So that's the first weekend of December. Yep. December fourth should be December fourth. Uh, for student athletes on teams that compete in the postseason, the playoffs, bowl games, there will be an additional five-day transfer window following the contest. So you've got five days after your bowl game to get out. Yep. And Auburn will probably lose a couple, uh, so prepare for that. I'm looking at the timeline of Dylan Wade right now. Dylan Wade was offered by Oklahoma, USC, Ole Miss on December 13th. Ooh, man. And then he, I guess he visited Auburn December 18th. We had a story on him then, Jeffrey, and he named USC Auburn his two, I guess, December 18th. And committed to Auburn December 23rd. Hmm. The next week. Who do you think well, 
portal that was a huge Rivaldo, Peyton. I mean, Peyton's the quarterback. I mean, that's a I mean, that without him, you know, you may not be going bowling, but for sure. But was Rivaldo Fairweather the first? He may very well have been the first. I remember sitting at lunch with a, a former Auburn staffer when, like, the day he entered the portal. I just have to, he entered the portal that day, and Auburn was all over him. They were already all over him. Wow. Auburn offered him – they offered Fairweather on December 5th. So the offers are coming. Yeah. it's After Iron Bowl, it, it's – yeah, after Iron Bowl, it's – Man, I remember last year, dude, it, the coaching search, the decommitments, the transfer portal outs, the transfer portals offers, the transfer portal visits. Dude, I couldn't wait until football season when things would slow down. <laughs> <laughs> are we looking at another, are we looking at another 20 additions? Cause that's going to be wild. No, right? Can't. I mean, how many people leave? Yeah. That's, 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 how many people leave? Well, so that's what I'm going to say. Is it dependent on more – is it going to be more dependent on how many leave because we we don't think they're going to necessarily process out as much? So there's, I guess what I'm saying is there's processing out and there's dudes just maybe not wanting to be there. I, I don't know that – do we think they're going to process a lot of guys out or are we just looking at maybe some guys – a few guys that are unhappy? I think that number would be smaller. I, I mean, I – like I said, I don't, I'm not afraid to talk about it anymore. They might, they're probably gonna process some guys. Yeah, yeah. have to for sure some, but yeah. yeah. The wide receiver room would be a complete overhaul. Jeez, it seems like it. It seems. I mean, you know, we'll have to see what happens. Went, but it kind well, of went over. They kind of went over there. I mean, shorter hooks and and martyr are bust all. Well, I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking of recruiting-wise, I think Auburn will go get a tight end, get a quarterback, probably two offensive linemen, one or two, and then a quarter – did I say quarterback? Yes. They're going to have a wide receiver. A, I would say maybe – They're going to have a defensive lineman. Yeah. Corner. So that's six on offense, five or six on offense, and probably a corner, a, a defensive lineman, Maybe five. Let's just say five, just to be crazy. I mean, now you're looking at eleven to twelve instead of twenty. I think that's I think that's more realistic, depending on what others are doing. I mean, you know, on the team, unless there was some mass exodus that you know everybody got pissed on the defense line, took off or something. But right now, I think that's where I think right now the way things stand, you're looking at ten to twelve. Justin, you better get your calculator out, get that scholarship distribution. Right. That's good stuff, by the way. I can even get that number from people in the football program. I'm like, can I? You just tell well, they me. Don't, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. Who they had? They had Cassie Woods got one for the rest of this year. That was a cool story. Yes. Is he? He's a one year guy, though, right? I think so. Most of those guys are. Isn't he from Central? Central Phoenix City? Yeah. No. No. How did he's he from, know? like, Washington. Really? Well, yeah, because he ended up at Washington. So where is he at? Where's his? Name? And he he's played. From, uh, East no, he's from he's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, actually. Oh wow, Northern Colorado. But he played at Washington State, right? And was pretty good there. Oh, and then he played at Northern Colorado. He had big numbers there. Yeah, and then all big sky. Walked on to Auburn. 
don't know why I thought he was a central kid. Just because he's a tall receiver? Yeah. <laughs> receiver will be interesting. If if you bring in the high school guys that you're looking at and can somehow get Cam Coleman, what then do you want to do in the in the portal? Because, you know, I guess if there's a guy there and he's a stud, but, yeah. it, you know, if you feel good about those freshmen coming in, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Do you want a couple of guys to bridge the gap? Yeah. You know, and, and I, the gap being the first couple of games. And the portal's not going to be bare. I mean, they were on a couple of studs last year. Keon Coleman was somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they actually recruited him, but I'm sure they would have taken him had he wanted in. I sure hope so. Jabari Thrash is another one that's at Louisville now. He's really good. So, I mean, it's not like it's bare. There's going to be some options. You know, what are you willing to do to get those guys? That's the question. And you got to start thinking about, I mean, I don't know. you got to think about what your budget is, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that number. Hugh does. What's your NIL budget this year? And, all right, well, look, we got a bunch of freshman receivers coming in. Let's, we, we need, where, where's the budget need to be directed towards? Who are the six or seven guys that we have to have? Last year was O-line. Yeah. Like, got to rebuild O-line. Where is that going to go this year? Where's the – I would assume if you can get the right guy at quarterback, that that would be one. I don't think they'll take anybody because yeah. I think Peyton's showing – I think Peyton, Peyton is showing some good things. But I think the right guy. Who comes back at wide receiver next year? Jabarius, Omari. Like, 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 who's played enough this year to be happy enough to come back next year? Well – yeah, that's a different question. I mean, Amari's, you know, now two years in, probably hasn't played as much as he'd like. Does he get encouraged to, to shop? You know, Camden Brown, what's his head right. space? Um, you know, Javaris will come back. Jay Fair will come back. Um, yeah, it feels like Javaris has been there forever. Yeah. I, I think Camden will come back. That's three. Johnson Jr. He's a he's a junior. I mean, I don't I don't know where he could go anyway. Uh, and then let's okay, so let's just say four, just to be crazy. Let's say four comes back. You've got three right now. That's seven committed. You add Cam Coleman. That's eight. Whatever the whatever's left over minus ten is how many they'll go to the portal to get. Uh, was was Shane Hooks a one year guy? He's a one year guy, right? Yeah, he's listed as a senior. So was Martin shorter. So was shorter and Martin. Yeah, those are one year guys. Burton was the freshman. There you go, Caleb Burton. There's another one. That's yeah. nine. So you go get one to two. You go you, whatever you're missing. Um, you want ten in that room. However many you have after all the dust settles is how many you'll go get. I uh, one to two. At least they, they love the young DBs. So yeah, that would be a high priority. We've heard good things about them. And, and have you noticed they are actually? They're, I don't know if they're doing some kind of rotation, but they're they've had Colton Hood play, and actually a pretty not garbage time situation. And they've had Terrence Love play in a situation like that. They've had Tyler Scott play. Now his was a little different. Uh, it was later in the game against Arkansas when it was in hand. But there, Sylvester Smith played a bunch. 
Has he been? I don't know if he's been out there. I saw him. Yeah, earlier in the year he was. I saw him against Arkansas, too. Now, I don't know if he was on the kickoff team or something. Yeah, I think that was Mark Kelly that made that tackle that you're thinking of. Okay. I may be wrong, but they're both 19. I hate double numbers. Yes. Don't get me on that. I think the big, I think the probably the big hole next year is defensive line. Marcus Harris, a senior. Lawrence Johnson, who came in for Purdue, is a senior. Now, I still, I have to go back and look because you still got that COVID season is still impacting some of these dudes. So I still don't know if that's a senior, senior, COVID, super senior. Right. Some of those guys are still not sure, but Marcus Harris is, you know, needs to go pro. Um, and so yes. that's that's the position you don't know. You know, Deron Reed don't don't know don't know his status. Haven't really seen him. Bobby Travis played a little bit. So that that's the position. I think there's going to be a big, a lot of unknown there. I think go yeah. out there. You got to get a defensive tackle that can move. I don't know who they got. Um, that's 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 maybe one in the portal. That might be a pretty important one if you think you can go find a, an. They did there. fairly well in the portal at the defensive line. That will they get Justin Rogers. They got an Asili Kite. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rogers has another year. He definitely has another year. Is it just those two? And Johnson, Lawrence Johnson. Lawrence Johnson from Purdue. Zach said the second period is April 15th through the 30th. So I think that would be after spring. Yeah, that's your after. Or, or right. or Well, yeah, we're right there. I remember Auburn started early. Yeah, they did. Alabama being in spring ball when it started. They had like a week left of spring ball, and the portal was open, which I thought was, well, that'd be an interesting time going through spring and the portal's open. Like at any point, some could just walk off the field and be like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Today went poorly. Run another lap. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> yep. Well, you're up because <laughs> we're here. All right, let me give you the uh, J. Lee loser lock for the week. Do it. Yeah. All right. This is not a trap game loss, but it is a trap game setback. I'm going to take New Mexico State, my 25 and a half points. Oh. So, take Auburn. <laughs> it's a lot to win. I am going to – look, I think Auburn looks decent. I, think, I don't think there's a big letdown. I don't think it's like uh, 41 to 10. Yeah. I think it's going to be 38, 17, 38-14, 38-13. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, 38-13 would be 25. Yeah, that would be the worst. I'm still taking that half point. So give me uh, New Mexico State plus 25 and a half. Jay Lee's loser right there. <laughs> I'll take Auburn minus 25 and a half. I like Auburn to, to cover that. Yeah, I, I think they do. I, I think they're going to score enough, and it may not all – I think defense is going to – Rule the day again. It just that, especially if Pavia is, you know, roughed up or whatever the deal is with him. Even if he's in there, I think they can handle him. So I, I think Auburn wins it pretty handily. What's your score? What do you think? Um, let's go forty-two ten. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I gave Arkansas way too much credit last week. I think everybody did. Vegas did. Everybody yeah. did. Yeah. Um, they played like garbage. Um, Man. Which I hate it because I love T. Will. Love him. But they yeah. did 
struggles. Um, I, so, so let's go the other way. I'm, I'm not going to give New Mexico State the credit. I'm not going to give them the credit. Let's go the other way and say Auburn comes in there and keeps this momentum going. Here's what I do think about this Auburn team right now. I think that losing four straight, the struggles of last year, I, I think they're, I think getting a taste of these three wins, I think they're just going to remain really, really hungry. I don't think they're by any means a team that's going to walk out there and go, we've made it to New Mexico State. We're looking ahead to Bama. Like, I think they're enjoying playing better now and mm-hmm. enjoying winning now. And so I, I, I like them to go out there and be focused and be excited about playing, even if it's New Mexico State and, and go, go beat them. I don't think it's a team that's like sitting here with nine wins. Like, all right, let's get through this one. Let's get to Bama. Yeah. No, I think, I think they're, they're, they're just loving having some success. So I, I think they're going to continue that. I'll take, I think it's going to be like Auburn. I guess you got to give them a field goal, but uh, let's say, you know, let's say 45 to, I almost want to give New Mexico State maybe a touchdown. That's about it. But they make it, maybe 45 7. I like it. Let's go 45 7. Auburn, you know, continues the turnover streak. They're so close. I'd have to, I'd have to go back in stats. I don't have access, but. As far as I can look back to 99, there was not a season where they had forced a turnover in every single game. They've done that so far this year. That's crazy. So maybe maybe there were past that. I just didn't have access to, to stats every single season. But certainly back to 99, they hadn't done it. But, yeah, let's go 45-7. Aubrey keeps this thing rolling. Goes into the Iron Bowl and sets up a fantastic atmosphere. That'd be your, uh, Alabama team. That'd be your seven wins there, Jeffrey. Eight hey, coming man. next week. <laughs> hey, and if they get there, look, credit to – I mean, I, I, I think – I don't know. I, Jeffrey, you had them going over – you had them going to seven wins. I did, and then I went back to six after – was it A&M? I was like, this yeah. team – this team <laughs> – well, this team's <laughs> trash, bro. <laughs> you had them seven. I had them going – I had them seven. I had the floor at six. They should, I was like, seven's where they need to be. And then eight would be, uh, you know, would kind of be upsetting a few people. I think if they get there, Auburn fans would be. I mean, most people outside Auburn thought five and a half, six win. So, um, well, Vegas had it at six and a half. If you go over that, it's it's a successful season. If you get to yep. seven and five, it's a damn good season. It really is, especially yep. the way you're finishing the second half. Now, if you're seven and five because you squeaked by Vandy and you squeaked by Arky, and you know, it's just you look like shit and. It, it, you you watch this team this the last four weeks or three weeks and presumably four weeks after this week, man. Those type of perform, performances give the fan base hope. Like they see some brights at the end of this long ass tunnel they've been in. Yep. And to me, that's really important. That seven and five would go a long way. And listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I I've been talking to folks in that in that building up there. They think they can beat Alabama. Yes, they do. I mean, they're they're absolutely focused on beating Alabama. They don't think, oh, you know, seven and five, we did good. We'll keep it close. Mm-mm. They're 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 fully aware that they can beat Alabama, and that and they plan to. Well, Hugh said it uh, on the teleconference. <clears throat> I asked him about this big picture. I was like, hey, what what are these? What's this winning streak do? Not just to the season, but to building the culture, like where you could point back in the spring and say, look how we turned the corner last year, whatever, whatever. But part of his answer was, he's like, I wish we had Georgia and Ole Miss back. He goes, I know that's not how it works. He goes, but I think we're playing better now. And 
he goes, we were right there in those games. And so you could tell in his voice, he's like, I mean, he's like, I wish we had him back. I think we could have won those games. They could have won them then. He's like, but I think we're better now. So there's no doubt that team thinks they can roll into the Iron Bowl, especially with Hugh Freeze leading the chart. He, that dude's, he's going to walk in there and go, guys, been there, done that. I've, I've beaten these guys at their height. You don't think we can beat them? You can leave the room right now because we're, we're about to go do it. That's what he's going to tell them. This time next week, we'll know the line, but it's because it'll come out Sunday. But what do y'all think the line is right now? You know, what are you, what are you guessing the line's going to be for the Iron Bowl when it comes out Sunday? Alabama minus seven and a half. That's exactly what I've got. I think it'll be a tick higher. I think it'll be it could be ten, maybe nine and a half. Okay. But I'd, I'd probably still say ten, something like that. Okay. What Zach, what Zach, Zach says. Alabama minus ten to fourteen. That's what I, I that's what I was thinking. Last week, I was like double digits. Well, it's 14. There's going to be a lot of people. That's going to come down quick. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people taking all the cover 14 if it was that. I think 10 would be a would be a good number. Yeah, I hear I'm you. Probably, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with anybody because I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 10 and a half. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if it's 7 and a half. I probably undershot it. This is going to be a little higher. I probably did too. But I'll take Auburn plus 7 and a half. Oh, yeah. Boring disaster that game. That game's going to be anybody's game. Going One to score the- game. I, yeah. I think that is the most unpredictable game yet. I don't know what it's going to be. We have seen crappier Auburn teams beat better Alabama teams. Listen, yeah. I still can't explain 2021. I've seen a better Auburn team get blown out in Jordan Hare by yeah. Alabama, too. Just never know, man. I don't know about that one, man. I, I don't. And Alabama's hitting their stride. That that doesn't make me any more comfortable. Both teams are hot. Yeah, yeah. Both teams are hot. When I watched Alabama last week against Kentucky. Yes. I was like, okay. And I even said it on the college. I was like, shit, Bama by 10. I, I will say this. That was not a good matchup for Kentucky. Um, I mean, obviously. But the way that they do things, it's like a half-court tempo in basketball. They don't hurry up for nothing. And Bama seems to handle those teams. But they do struggle with tempo teams. Okay. Zach in the back said uh, Bama's rolling. Auburn has struggled against dual-threat QBs. And uh, Jalen Milrow looks like a Heisman candidate. He does. You know, early in the season, Milrow looked like trash. He could throw a deep ball, and that was it. I remember I remember saying on one of these, I was like, you know, take away the deep ball. That dude can't do anything. And I think they got benched the next week. Yeah, yeah they're not asking him to do anything crazy. He's not throwing all these crazy checkdowns and intermediate routes, and it's from pretty much the short and the deep, and that's what he's good at. And then if it's not their run, and he's good at that too, and they got really good players around him, great pass protection all the time. Well, no, I, I take that back. Pass protection has not been that great for Alabama. Yeah, shockingly so. Well, really, both both teams have have figured out offensively what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean that finally Tommy Reese came around and was like, okay, hold on, I got Jalen Milrow who is is just phenomenal runner. Let's 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 just figure out some things to do around him, and they're awesome. And Auburn's sort of done the same. Give Peyton Thorne the keys, stop rotating quarterbacks, let him get some rhythm, and good things happen. Both teams sort of fixed the offense and figured out how to elevate their quarterback. And there's two things about Milrow right now. He's he's collected. He doesn't freak out ever. That's a great quality as a quarterback. And he's a capable thrower. He'll throw a he'll throw a wild one now. He'll throw one right to a defender. He can do it. 
He still does it to this day. But he's calm and collected. It don't bother him. And that's why he's, you know, gotten better. All right. We'll uh we'll uh we'll crush talking about the Iron Bowl next week. Um that'll be a, a fun week. Make sure you're at AuburnLive.com. Right now there's already um you know plenty of recruiting intel on, on who's coming for the Iron Bowl. So if you're not tuned into Auburn Live next week, man, I don't know what to tell you. You need to be. Um it's gonna be good just from the recruiting intel alone. It'll be a fun week. Hope everybody has a, a good weekend. Uh, should be some good weather. And uh, next time we'll talk. I guess we'll try to do this next week around Thanksgiving. I know I'll be out of town, but I'll I'll be available. Um, and so maybe we'll try to record um, maybe on Friday, maybe not on Thanksgiving Day. Maybe yeah, that'd be good. Something like that. Yeah. All right, subscribe to YouTube, turn on notifications, go to OverLive.com, a dollar for a month. Go take advantage of that, and uh, we'll see everybody next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.